I hope you brought your ink pens. Hope you brought your Bibles. We're going to go through a couple of scriptures here. Uh, but most importantly, uh, really, if you don't have an ink pen, uh, borrow one. If you don't have anything to write on, there should be a note, piece of paper in the envelope next to you, just in case you want one. Or, of course, we have free CDs available. Amen. All right? So, the message that God has given me to share with you tonight is called Seven Sons, Six Pieces. It's kind of weird, I know, but it'll come together. Seven Sons and Six Pieces. So if you would, open up your Bibles, and uh, we're going to do our first foundational text. It's found in the book of Acts in the New Testament. In most Bibles, it's called Acts of the Apostles. Uh, more accurately, it would be called Acts of the Holy Ghost. But in your Bible, it's probably going to be Acts of the Apostles. Chapter 19. And we're going to start at verse 11. Um, give you a little foundation here. Uh, the Apostle Paul wrote just about two-thirds of the New Testament after he got saved and delivered. And um, did some wonderful things. So let's just go ahead and pick up here. Um, in verse 11. Amen? God did... Oh, I'll be reading, reading to you from the today's new international version. It's a little bit easier to flow. It's a little bit easy, easier to read, for me at least. Um, the best way I would study from, I think, is the King James Version. It's the most accurate translation from the original text. Greek and Hebrew. Um, so I'll be reading from the today's, the TNIV, today's New International Version. Acts chapter 19, verse 11. God did extraordinary miracles through Paul so that even handkerchiefs and aprons that touched him were taken to the sick and their illnesses were cured, and the evil spirits left them. Okay. So, the anointing, which we've been learning about here recently, was so strong. I know we talked about the bones that were in the tomb. But the anointing, I know that you might have heard some people on TV once or twice, they might have blessed water, or blessed shawl, or blessed handkerchief. This may be where they got it from. I'm not familiar with a lot of them, so I'm not going to say anything about them. But here, we see it actually work. Um, so much so that uh, it expanded to material things, handkerchiefs and aprons through a touch. And it was the anointing that caused the evil spirits and the illnesses to leave not a religious tradition or a custom, but the anointing itself that was on Paul transferred onto the handkerchiefs and the aprons. 
And also I want to note that it said, and their illnesses were cured and the evil spirits left them, which to me kind of seems like the illness was an evil spirit. Okay. All right. So let's go ahead and go to verse uh, number 13. Some Jews who went around driving out evil spirits tried to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who were demon-possessed or ill. And they would say, in the name of Jesus, who Paul preaches, I command you, come out. And the seven sons of Sceva, who was a Jewish priest, they were doing this. They tried to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus. Obviously, the word tries implies that they were unsuccessful. And they must have been, they must have tried a couple of times, more than once, but they were unsuccessful. Has anybody ever heard somebody at work or on TV or on a movie or something or on an interview or in past conversation you've heard somebody say, oh, I tried church, but it didn't work? I ain't saying no names. I'm just asking a question. <laughs> well, first, let me just tell you, I'm here as a witness to the fact that the anointing of God always works. I know it personally. I'm standing here because the anointing of God works every time. Now, I've been raised in the church. I've been taught the word of God from as far as I can remember. The word has been around for 2,000 years or more. Well, actually, the word was in the beginning. The printed word has been around for 25 years after the death of Christ until now. And the word always works. Now, because I came up in the church, I can tell you, just because you know the word, it won't always work. Well, you may not be able to benefit from it, but it doesn't have anything to do with the word. It's because of us. It was because of me. I went to church, heard the word, left the church, and did things opposite of the word, tried to break the emergency glass. <laughs> and of course, the power wasn't there because of what I was doing. Amen. Amen. It's going to start making sense of this a little bit. The word of God has efficacy. E-F-F-I-C-A-C-Y. It means the power to produce a desired effect every time. The power is there. 
We're going to talk about the power in just a second. In the book of Ephesians, chapter 3, verse 20. Leave your finger in Acts. I just want to point out this one verse that's often misquoted. Um, you know, uh, Paul says, um, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above, exceeding abundantly, not exceedingly, exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. You know, yeah, and, and I mean, people get so excited about hearing that, that, that verse, and it's something to be excited about. Absolutely. But, they, but then they stop reading the scripture. They stop reading the verse. It says, now unto him who is able to do exceeding or immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine the word is able. God is able and willing. Lord willing. He's willing. <laughs> but here's the important part. It's according to the power that worketh in us. If that fan wasn't plugged up to the wall, it wouldn't work. Any computer you cut on, if you're not logged onto the internet, if you're not connected to the internet, it's not going to work. They didn't just get that from nowhere. We have to be connected to God all the time, connected to his spirit in order for it to work in us. It always works. Electricity, electricity I don't know where I got that word from. Electricity always, always works. But you got to pay the bill. <laughs> and it has to be connected in order for it to work and be effective. The Holy Spirit works according to the power that we allow it to work in us. <clears throat> Excuse me. So here's what happens. Let's go back to Acts chapter 19. Excuse me. Here's what happens when the power is not working in us. This is what happens. When you don't have your own personal relationship with God. Because see, they said in verse 13, some Jews went around driving out evil spirits, tried to invoke the name of Jesus over those who were demon-possessed, and they would say, in the name of Jesus, who Paul preaches, I command you to come out. <clears throat> Seven sons of Sceva. Sceva was a Jewish priest who had some sons who obviously heard their father or they knew about Paul preaching because of what happened when the handkerchiefs and the aprons were passed out and people got healed. I mean... If they had Facebook or Twitter, they would be tweeting that all day. Hey, y'all, watch this. Click, click. You know, I'm healed. You know. And so that's, how, but they went around, you know, it's word of mouth. And so one day, <laughs> verse number 15. Now, this is in the Bible. Verse number 15. One day, the evil spirit answered them and said, Jesus, I know. 
And I know about Paul. But who are you? <laughs> Before I go further, does your enemy know you? Huh? Or do you just sit there and don't say nothing? No. And you have an enemy. There is no default. I mean, there's, there, there's no, I'll deal with that later. That don't really apply to me. That's not the case. For instance, either a woman is pregnant or not. Period. There's no halfway. There's no, it's one or the other. It's the same way with God. Either you on God's side or you on the devil's side. It's one or the other. Period. There's no option. There's no halfway. There's no later. There's no the law of gravity. You can disagree with gravity all you want. You cannot like it. You can say it's for women, it's for men, it's for white people, it's for black people, it's for Mexican people. You can say that I'll deal with gravity later, right? It's, it's not for Americans, <laughs> right? You know, I don't have to deal with gravity because I'm gravity exempt. And they go jump off a building. You can disagree with it, it can be wrong or right all you want, but what's going to happen? Gravity is a law. It's going to take place. Same thing when it comes to God. Either you are on his team or you're on the devil's team. So, thanks for that, amen. So, um, so the spirit came out of them. And I mean, we ain't going to talk about that. But I've seen some evil spirits, literally. Like, and I'm not, I'm not talking about it in the movie. Yeah, amen. Um, all right. Matthew chapter 6. And we're going to get back to verse number 16 in a minute. Matthew chapter 6. The gospel of Matthew chapter 6, verse 24. I just want to look at one quick scripture there. Just to reiterate what I just mentioned. You know, it's one or the other. It's no halfway, you know, and that's why abortion is murder. Because if it's a life, why you got to kill it? I mean, if it's not a life, then leave it alone. Amen. That's my own. Amen. All right, Matthew chapter 6. Verse 24, it says, Jesus, our Lord and King, hallelujah, was speaking. He said, no one can serve two masters. Either you hate one and love the other, or you're devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Amen. Amen. And then scoot over to, I mean, that's just plain and simple. Scoot right over a few pages to the Gospel according to John, chapter 14. 
We'll look at verse 6. When you get to chapter 14, say amen. If you're not there, say, wait a minute. <laughs> say, hold on. <laughs> yes. Jesus again answered. And he said, I am the way. Singular. The way. The truth. And the life. I've heard so many people say, He's the way, the truth, and the light. They ain't open their Bible. Don't be listening to people like that. Oh, excuse me. Don't listen to people like that. <laughs> Jesus answered and said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Period. He cleared it up right there. There is no we all will coexist. There is no we all serve the same God. No. He clearly states it. I am the only way. No one will go to God or heaven unless they go through Jesus. Period. Don't let nobody lie to you. <laughs> all right. So. Go back to, let's uh, please, if you would, go back to Acts, the book of Acts, chapter 19, verse 15. So then one day the evil spirit answered him and said, Jesus, I know, Paul, I know, but who are you? Then, in verse number 16, the man who had the evil spirit jumped on them and overpowered them all. And he gave them such a beating that they ran out of the house naked and bleeding. <laughs> they got beat and was embarrassed. I'm not going to elaborate, but you get the picture. It's in the Bible. You get the picture. So, all right, we don't see a lot of stuff like that happen, thank God. Well, I don't, too often. But how many of us can agree, allowing the enemy to beat you naked and bleeding is embarrassing? Right. Certainly uncomfortable. Right. <laughs> Just saying. So, now let's be clear before I say this. As the Bible states, which is stated for a reason, it said that they tried to invoke the name of the Lord who Paul knew. That's why they got beat. So, understand this, kids. Understand this. Your mother and father and or father can go to church every day and pray every day. But you have to know God for yourself. They love you. They want the best for you. But you have to, you must know God for yourself. 
now, not later, now. In the name of Jesus, amen. amen. <clears throat> so in today's life, this is what that'll look like. You know, <clears throat> and, uh, you know, I do want to introduce this woman that God created specifically for me. He saw me in my struggles and when I wasn't acting right and formed and created this woman. It was like, ooh, that boy needs some help. <laughs> he is in trouble. So he was looking around. He said, oh, I know who can help him out. She's the only one that can help him out. So he put it on her heart to help me out. My wife, Brandy. Amen. So, <laughs> so I used to go around, among other things, you know, like the seven sons of Sceva, you know, used to be at work. Oh, the Lord is good. He'll provide all your needs. Hey, man, can I get $20 next week? I had no power, but it was embarrassing, you know, or talking about, you know, to other people, you know, yeah, I'm saved, I'm a Christian, I go to church, I'm a good man, you, you, you know, and Doing stuff I know I shouldn't have been doing. Let me make, make this statement. There's really no difference between a, a man selling drugs and a female prostitute. It's really both the same thing because you're going against your own morals and values. God is not a respecter of persons, nor are there levels of sin? Sin is sin. So if you're doing things that you know you're not supposed to do, because I, you know, I was saying one thing while I was at church. Then I'm in the street saying something totally different, but still trying to stay on the fence. So if the law come, or if I'm in jail, then I'm all praying. But if, but, if, but if things going good, I'm at the club, you know, it, it, you can't do it. There's no power in that. And that's where the, the lack of power is coming from. And then you just feel dirty afterwards. Just dirty and hopeless and useless. You try to spray on cologne, you try to put on some more new clothes, go to Macy's, get fresh real quick, but you still stink. Still feel horrible. Can't look in the, can't look in the mirror, don't want to talk to people. You feel like you don't want to go to church until you get it together. You ain't going to never get it together until you come to church. That's why when people come to church, halfway got it together, love them. Give them some of your perfume or cologne. 18 bottles you guys sit on the desk. 
Amen. Amen. <laughs> yep, that's the bottle right there. Bring it Sunday and give it to her. <laughs> All right. Ooh, thirsty. All right. Excuse me. <clears throat> All right. So, there's a story in the Bible. Um, it's called the prodigal son. I'm going to go over it a little later, um, probably in, a, in a, another message. But here's where the power kicks in. One day the Bible says in Luke chapter 15, I think it is, um, you get beat and bleeding and naked, get out your clothes, and you, the Bible says he came to himself and said, you know what, I don't have to live like this. This is not me. I know better than this. I don't have to let this system use me, manipulate me, pimp me. I'm a child of the most high God. I'm better. I'm, I'm worth more than this. And you know, seeing a lot of pictures and things and people. <laughs> okay. If Christianity and religion were in a marketing class, how would your commercial look? Would you come running out the house naked and bleeding? Or would yours be the handkerchiefs and the aprons setting people free? Is the power working in your life? Is the power of God working in your life? Verse 17 in Acts chapter 19, verse 17. So... Let's back up to 16. And the man that had the evil spirit jumped on them and overpowered them and gave them such obedience they ran out of the house naked and bleeding. Verse 17. When this became known to the Jews and Greeks living in Ephesus, they were all seized with fear and the name of the Lord was held in high honor. Many of those who believe now, well, well, well let's say this just for a split second. Let me try to put some light, shed some light on this. Um, when this became known, like, for instance, uh, let's say with the Happy Holidays crowd, you know, or the homosexual marriage crowd. You know, people are standing up, you know, running to some restaurant because they agree with it, you know, so then they run. And another restaurant or a coffee house say, well, we're not going to let them open up in our city and so on and so on, right? So then you got a lot of people supporting sin. 
and it's public. And so then you got all these people saying, I think it's okay, you know, they got these bumper stickers and stuff. And so it, there's a big thing in, this, in the city where, not here, but it was in Ephesus, where, well, let me just read the other chapter, and then, also, then I'll a, explain it. All right, chapter, verse 17. When this became known to the Jews and Greeks living in Ephesus, they were all seized with fear, and the name of the Lord Jesus was held in high honor. Verse 18. Many of those who believe now came and openly confessed what they had done, and a number who had practiced sorcery brought their scrolls together and burned them publicly. So it was like a big thing there where a lot of people were practicing sorcery and sin, and it was open. So just like you can see um, something that's openly sinful, even sorcery, you know, just like, you know, there's a movie called, you know, there's a bunch of movies, you know, The uh, Charm, The Gift, The whatever it was. You know, so you got all, all these people out here reading poems and all this kind of stuff, and they were publicly going against God's word. And when they saw what happened, they got scared. Because they were just playing around with it. They were playing, playing around with evil spirits. You know, I was at H-E-B the other day. They still selling Ouija boards and stuff like that. And, you know, they think it's cute and cool. You know, back in the day, it was Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, now it's like Twilight and, you know, all the other demonic stuff that's going on now. You know, and people painting their faces. They, they, you know, when... Halloween and stuff comes around, you know, you're doing all this crazy stuff. And this is, you know, the people that get possessed with these demons because they're messing around with those spirits. And we can even say it's like drug use and alcohol use. Those are evil spirits. And so these people who were messing around with the evil spirits because smoking weed, drinking alcohol, popping pills, doing meth, X, heroin, cocaine, all of these illegal substances are gives Satan access to your spirit. And that's why people say that they black out when I didn't know what I was doing. A spirit was in charge of your body because you gave them access to their power instead of the Holy Spirit. God said you can't serve two masters. It's one or the other. You can't do both. The kingdom of darkness does not mix with light. It's a default. By default, the earth is dark until light comes, and then it immediately goes away. Amen? So our scripture said, let your light shine. So these people was like, oh, man, I've been on the wrong team for a long time. So they got scared, and that's why they, they decided to burn, not sell, not pack up and put in the closet, not put a cap on and 
<laughs> you know, they decided to burn, burn what they were practicing, sorcery. There's a whole list of sin all throughout the Bible. And we got the Holy Spirit that tells us, so we know what we should or should not be doing. We know. Burned them publicly. God said, if you don't acknowledge me before men, I won't acknowledge you before my father. The Bible says that it's going to be some people to get to heaven and say, Lord, Lord, let me in. And, you know, he's going to say, I know you not depart from me, you worker of iniquity. That ain't, that's not good news. So, so they burned them publicly, and verse 20 says, and when they calculated the value of the scrolls, the total came to about 50,000 drachmas. Is that what your version says? Oh, verse number 19, I'm sorry. 50,000 pieces of silver. Um, the definition that I was reading, each piece of silver was worth a day's wage. And they burned them, 50,000 days worth of work. So, I don't know, 52 weeks, five days, 2,500. That's a lot of days of work. That's years. That's like somebody's entire life what the, I mean, that's millions of dollars for some people. Well, hey, man, well, that's the seven sons. So now um, here's the solution, the remedy, because not a person in this building or on this planet can change time. time. Nobody can go back and change what they did. So moving forward, this is how, this is what we can do to increase the power that's working, working in us and how not to be beaten, defeated by the enemy and get driven out in the middle of the street naked and bleeding. This is what we can do. This is the second part of the message. Six pieces. Turn with me if you would, please to the book of Ephesians, chapter 6. Are y'all getting anything out of this today? In the book of Ephesians, chapter 6, we'll start at verse 10. Again, the Apostle Paul, I, I, I would say, um, I mean, there, 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 there really are a lot of different characters in the Bible who I love. I mean, Moses, Jesus, of course, Adam and Noah. I mean, you know, you can go through the Bible and just read about all the diff diff different people. The Apostle Paul, to me, is one of the most intriguing because out of the 12 disciples, he never got to walk with Jesus. 
but was responsible for two-thirds of the New Testament. <clears throat> okay, amen. He was so far out there. I mean, he was, Paul was Saul, was a Christian killer, persecuting, I mean, known for it. And then that one day on the road to Damascus, changed his life. And then he became the complete opposite. <laughs> Loved Christians so much and helped us all with all this writing that he did. This is almost like Paul's blog. So, the book of Ephesians, which he wrote to Ephesus, chapter 6, this was the end of his letter. Um, of course, the Bible's written in letters, not necessarily in chapters or verses. They put the chapters and verses in there to help us out. So it's all just like one letter. So this is the end of the letter that he wrote to the church that was in Ephesus after all the stuff he heard about them doing, you know, after he left Galatia and the place where the Philippians was written. <laughs> Philip, Philippi, something like that. All right. So uh, he started out in chapter 6 talking about, you know, children obey your parents. That's another story. So down at verse 10, he says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his almighty power. Not your own. We cannot do it of our own power. We got to do it in his. But remember, to access the power we got to be connected. Now, you can't connect with electricity full of water. You get shocked, right? So that's kind of like trying to connect to God in sin. It's not going to work. You can't do it drunk. You can't do it high. You can't do it shacking. You, 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 <laughs> God, God don't bless mess. Your power is nil, void, won't work, won't work. You might still survive through grace and mercy, maybe, but don't frustrate it. Don't test it. <clears throat> so this is how we got to do it. All right. Finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and in his might. And, you know, of course, that's where the seven sons went, went wrong. They tried to go in Paul's might. It didn't work. They got beat, naked and bleeding. That's bad. So how do we get strong in the Lord? Verse 11, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand. You, your, that sounds personal. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Default. God's army, God's system, God's child, or Satan's. One or the other. If you're on God's team, you have an enemy. Because you have an enemy, he's trying to come against you to stop that power. He wants you beat. 
naked and bleeding, publicly, defeated. He wants you to be on a job defeated. <laughs> I mean, because it just looks so many different ways. Um, and I mean, I've experienced so many different levels of defeat. None of them are good. None of them are better than the other. It's embarrassing. It's painful. It costs a lot of money. It hurts. I hate pain. Hate it. Sin feels so good in the beginning. Why y'all laughing? I'm so serious. But it hurts. And it's a pain you can't get away from. Are you going to sin some more and make it better? You know how stupid I was? I used to drink all night. Wake up feeling horrible. You know what I said? I'm going I'm to drink a little bit more so I can feel better. <laughs> I did that for years. As smart as I was, knowing the word of God. <sighs> anyway, that's another story, too. Where is we at? Okay, the armor. So we can take our stand against the devil's schemes. Okay. Whatever your weak spot is. He said, you and your. I know about me and mine. When I first got saved, I probably had two, three hundred things wrong with me. Now I think I got it down about, I don't know, 30 or 40, I guess. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but that's where I need, that's, that's, that's me and my fight. You know, that's where I had to do, this is why I got to put on my armor. You know, thank God I'm not where I used to be. I thank God I'm moving towards where he wants me to be. Loving every minute of the way. Woo! Amen. All right. Verse 11. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand. So you can take your stand against the devil's scheme. For our struggle, verse 12, is not against flesh and blood. It's not your boss. It's not your husband or your wife. It, it, it seemed like it's the boss. You know, y'all ever saw that movie, The Matrix? I was going to cut it and rip it and all that stuff, and I ain't decided to do it. But there's a part at the end of The Matrix. Neo, Keanu Reeves' uh, character, he was the chosen one. Who, who saw The Matrix? Okay, that's enough. Okay. So there was the agents who were coming against him to stop him from realizing who he was. And doggone it. Keanu Reeves started running, and that doggone agent, you know, he running. The agent was in the guy who was flying the helicopter. Then he jumped off the helicopter. Then the agent got into the guy who was driving the car. You know, some days, it seemed like I wake up, the neighbor, all against me, parked in the wrong spot. You know, then I get to the car. There's people flying down the street trying to run me over. You know, then I go to do the U-turn. There's a police car sitting at the corner, so I can't ease past the stop sign. You know, then traffic bad. Then I get this, some, you know, then it's the parking spot. Then it's the people at work. 
Then it's the company we was dealing with. All these people against me. They talking on their walkie-talkies. I, I know. <laughs> but then I realized, verse, verse, verse 12, our struggle is not flesh and blood. It's not people. It's not. And it's not our job to sit up there and say, the enemy using you against me. Bless you anyway. You know, that's, that's, that's not our job, right? Come on, let's keep reading, y'all. Let's keep reading. <laughs> but it's not flesh and blood, but it is against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of, it's not all rulers, it's not all authority, <laughs> against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms, in spiritual places. <clears throat> when I was coming up, man, it was some music that, I, you know, it was NWA, Tupac, or Brother Law. You know, there's a whole bunch of rap music and stuff like that, you know, that was just the enemy. It was horrible, too. It was bad. The videos was bad, Luke and all them, you know, it was just terrible. It, you know. But that was 20 years ago. And it ain't got no better. <laughs> but to where it is now, it's the same level of evil. So it's not the artist, it's music, period. It's the industry. It's just spiritual wickedness in that place. So it's always gonna be there. I've had, this, this, this is the first job that I've had. No, actually I, I, second that I've had longer than a whole year, my entire life. Second job. First one I had for three years, which I just got in 07, from 07 to 10, then I moved here, and then this is the second job of my entire life I ever kept, longer than a year. Because it's principle. Because... <laughs> All my bosses I've ever had in my life was evil. <laughs> and it was, <laughs> but I was wrestling against them. I was like, hey, this is my company. I don't need you. <laughs> so I went from job to job to job to job to job. You know, I'll tell you how that started a whole nother day. But it's people that do that in, <clears throat> there are people who do that in relationships. I did it. So I can talk, I can talk about me and my struggle, my evil day. You, you know, something wrong with her. You know, she want this, she want that, she ain't this. Then, you know, then her. Then it was her. Then it was her, 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 then it was her. One common denominator in all of those. It was me. It was, it was me. So, when it comes to Anything flesh and blood is not consistent. You can't see warm with you are having the right fight, just hitting on the wrong person. The fight is spiritual. It's something going inside of you that's the problem that has to be addressed. It's not the person that you with. 
I thank God, God got all that stuff out of me because she wasn't, I, she, you know. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> so, the world is crazy. We got to fight all these spiritual wickedness. So here's the armor. Six pieces, okay? Verse 13, therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the evil day comes, you will be able to stand your ground and after, after having done everything to stand. The evil day, it says when the evil day is coming. And it probably should say evil days because <laughs> it's going to be that one day your body trying to go crazy, and your temptation to be at work, or at the grocery store, or on TV, or on that other page. You know, you're on Facebook looking at your family and your friends, and then that other page come up, or that ad come up. <laughs> on the other side, that's the start of your evil day right there. But you got to stand. You got to do what you got to do. Am I the only one to get them ads? Okay. <laughs> That's evil. You got to fight against that stuff every day. Stand firm, verse 14. Then, and here's piece number one, with your loins girt about with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. Two quick verses, both in the book of John. The Gospel according to John, chapter 8, verse 32. Another often misquoted scripture. John, chapter 8, verse 32. Thirty-one, uh, to the Jews that believed in him said, if you hold on to my teaching, to the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, if you hold on to my teaching, you are my disciples. Then you will know the truth. And the truth will make you free. Make you. Not set. People say all the time. The truth will make you free. Because when you know good love, you ain't going to go back to nothing bad. You ain't going to let nobody abuse you or treat you or talk to you that way. You, when you experience the love of God that comes when you feel bad, you say, Lord, I did what I was supposed to do. Or... You might be scared and say, man, you know, but I did this thing, you know, 10 years ago, and I, you know, I guess I just don't deserve. But when the Spirit of God comes to you and wraps his arm around you and says, I forgive you. I died for you. I knew you were going to do it, but I love you. I thought that you were worth it, so I did it. I didn't flush the toilet. I didn't blow up the place. 
I just died for you. I was thinking about you when they hung me up there and beat me up half to death. I took that for you because I want you to be in my family with me in the right standing. So you don't have to go back to that. You don't have to let nobody treat you like that. I will love you. I will keep you. I'm here for you. I don't care what you did. I know what your potential is. And you're going to make it. Just stick with me. When you feel that, you don't want to go back to another lie, to no fake God, you know, no fake love, no fake relationship. That's how the truth makes you free. And then go a little bit further, chapter in, in the book of John, chapter 14. <clears throat> Hope you're getting something out of this. <clears throat> John chapter 14, verse 15. So if you love me, keep my commandments. And this is what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to ask the Father, and he's going to give you a comforter, an advocate to help you and to be with you forever, the spirit of truth. Whom the world can't accept him because it's, it doesn't see him or know him, but you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. The spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit will not be in you when you sit up here trying to invite the spirit of marijuana or whatever else they mix it with. Because you can't just fire up and smoke regular weed. They, it has to be mixed with something to get you high. You know, or alcohol. Or the spirit of fornication that's still up in you from all that stuff. God ain't going to sit there and be in you next to all of that. <clears throat> His name is jealous. He said, you have no other guys before me. That's one of the top ten. All right. Verse 26. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything that I've said, I've said to you. Somewhere along the line, especially when you need it, right when you need it, the Holy Spirit is going to say, do this, do that. Don't go. Don't accept that. There's the opportunity. Just speak to them. So on and so on. That's why you got to have the, the belt of truth, the Holy Spirit around your waist. Piece number one. Secondly, verse 14 still, with the breastplate of righteousness in place. Breastplate covering the vital organs, including the heart. Again, righteousness, living right, right standing with God. God won't bless our mess. We got to live right. Now, we got the grace, we got mercy, we got the blood of Jesus. If you mess up or miss the mark, you might be close to it, but you just miss it. You know, you came out of prayer a little bit too early, that's sin. Not, you know, sin. Not, you know, sharing the roof with somebody you're not married with. Habitually. You know, 
happened one time. I was right. I, I was I was praying, asking God for something, and He said, "In the last month, how many times you slept by yourself?" And I wasn't married. <laughs> you know, I'm sitting up here, Lord, do this, Lord, do that, and He said. Oh, now you want to call me. <laughs> All right. How would you like it? And I'm going to, 10 minutes maybe. How, <clears throat> let's say, well, let's just say it. Kenji, Brother Kenji, I just want to use this as an example, right? Let's say that Travis, <laughs> sorry. Snuck your keys out, you know, you dropped them. Travis went, jumped in your car, ran out, crashed it, right? But I came up to you and said, you know what, man? Take it out on me, man. So, you, you know, you was mad, you was living in sin, and you beat me up. So I was naked and bleeding in the middle of the street, right? For tearing up your, your old car, right? Now, Travis come up to me and say, hey, I'm, I'm bleeding, swole up, you know? And Travis wants to say, hey, man, can I borrow your car? <laughs> How many of you know that'd be foul? That'd be dirty, right? Right? All right. This is how it was presented to me. All that sin I committed, me, I committed. Uh-uh. Hello? You got me? All that sin I committed, Jesus took it for me. How I look like going up to him and say, hey, can you give me some more money? How about, thank you. How about I'm not going to do it anymore? How about I appreciate you doing that, so I'm going to change because I saw that you took what, what you took for me. But he's sitting up there on the cross. You know, you, you know, you went up there. That was all good and everything, but I still need to be married. You know, I need a better job. I need a new car. I can't be driving this old car. Don't be going to God in prayer like that. All right? Okay. All right, I'm going to wrap it on up. <clears throat> Excuse me. Breastplate of righteousness. Right standing. So that was number, was that two or three? Loins girded about with truth. Yep. And then the uh, breastplate of righteousness. Okay. That's two. Verse number 15, still in Acts chapter 11. And your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Peace. You know, um, there's nothing productive that can come out of a chaotic life. You ain't organized, ain't got no notes on right now, now nowhere. You just running, going, moving, moving, moving. Ain't got time to stop and listen to no, you know, ain't got, you ain't got time to pray. You know, God's saying, you left your keys in the house. <laughs> you know, you, you know, oh, I hate rushing. You know, but get before God first thing in the morning. Let him tell you what you need to know for the rest of the day. And then cruise throughout the day. Don't get up late, run, da, 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 da. you know, spend your time in the morning with God. Because he'll direct you. He ain't going to holler and scream. He ain't going to make you do nothing. 
He's hollering and screaming. He said, here, look, I'm here in the morning, real cool. You want to meet me here? Cool. You think you can do it without me? Here's life, here's death. Choose life, but you can do what you want to do. He's going to make you do nothing. Let's look at, real quick, the book of Isaiah, chapter 9, verse 6. Amen. We're still wrapping it up real quick. Can I get a couple more minutes? I hope you're getting a blessing from this. I am. Ooh. Amen. Gospel according, I mean, excuse, excuse me, uh, the book of the prophet Isaiah, chapter 9, verse 6. Ooh. Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. That's what Christmas is really about. And the government shall be on his shoulders, and he shall be called ooh, Wonderful, <laughs> Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. You can separate those. You ain't never got to recharge God, ever. Whenever you need him, he's going to be there. With all you need, for as long as you need it. <laughs> Woo! And he's wonderful. <laughs> you need a counselor, you can go see God. Oh, all right, I got to finish. Prince of Peace, Prince of Peace. Woo! He'll handle it all for you. Verse 16. Back in Acts 3. 3 was the feet shot of the gospel of peace. So watch where you go. Watch where you're walking. Do it in peace. Don't be chaotic. In addition to all this, <clears throat> verse 16, Acts, uh, the book of Acts 19, 11, verse 16 in addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. If you ever saw 300, King Arthur, any, any of those older, or it's not even old, but the old set movies, you know, they had uh, archers, you know, because they didn't fight with guns. A whole bunch of, you know, you know, the arrows are going to black out the sky, you know. And then when it hit, it hit the top of the house, and then the house catch, catch on fire, and the village burned. Them little flaming arrows are something. They're they dangerous, right? So the enemy is coming against us with, because it's not flesh and blood. It's spiritual. So the enemy is coming with spiritual flaming arrows. So that's that little stuff that sticks in your head. But he says, use your faith. Because your faith will quench them before they get to stick and burn. You know that you sick, you ain't going to make it, you're going to get fired, you ain't going to be able to pay the bill. You know, those arrows, you crazy. You know your family crazy, so that means you're going to be crazy too. 
you know, everybody got got diabetes in your family. So I mean, you're going to get it too. And, you know, it's just not, you know, you just got to do the shots. And no, you got to accept that crap, that garbage, that foolishness. You ain't got to take that. No. Because I walk by faith, not by sight. My bill's going to be paid. I'm going to be, I'm above and not beneath. I'm free. I don't have to deal with none of that stuff. 10,000 can fall over here, another 1,000 over there, but it ain't going to bother me. That's faith. <clears throat> Excuse me. And also, oh, Romans chapter 10, verse 17. How do we get faith? Doubt. Well, first, doubt is the most frequently weapon. Doubt is the most frequently used weapon of the enemy. Doubt is the most frequently used weapon of the enemy. So, how do we get faith? Bible says in the book of Romans, chapter 10, verse 17. So then, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But it was written in the continuous sense. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. You know, I haven't been in high school for 22 years. So a lot of that stuff I don't remember because I stopped hearing it. <laughs> you know, um, if you can think of a lot of stuff that you've read or listened to last week, you know, if you look at your phone bill and look at the minutes that you use, how many of those minutes can you really recall the conversation of? Really? No. Hearing and hearing. You know, people say, oh, I read the Bible. That ain't. What you mean, read? It's so much fruit, knowledge, and word in this Bible. You can read the same scripture every day for 10 days and get something new from it. That'll change your life. Faith comes by hearing. So how the shield of faith. Take the helmet of salvation. <clears throat> the helmet of salvation, which is verse 17. He said he's the only way. <clears throat> and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. It's the last piece. The sword of the spirit. So, the belt of truth, breastplate of righteousness, the gospel of peace, feet shot with the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. This is your full armor that you're supposed to be dressed in every day. How you gonna go into battle? You ain't got no guns, you ain't got no helmet. Your enemy is coming after you every day, all day. Don't sleep, got a whole lot of people with him, whole lot of people used by him, he's coming. Don't go out there without no protection, that's just not smart. Here it is, this is what we gotta do. Don't be like the seven sons of Sceva. Put on the armor, seven sons, six pieces. 
And last three verses, I'm going to just read them together. Because we already covered how to study the Bible. That's the word of God. That's the, the, the sword. So you can get them. So when you come up on you, you be like, nah, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I am more than a conqueror. I don't get defeated. I have more than enough. I am healed. I am forgiven. I'm going and on and on. I got 126 I am, 156. Listen, steady growing. It's steady growing. Verse 18, 19, and 20. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions, good and bad, with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Whether they know it or not, you still got to pray for them. And pray for me also that whenever I speak, Words may be given so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel. For which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly. That's the second time he said that. People are always going to come against preachers or if you go on your job and you mention Jesus or you say Merry, Merry Christmas and everybody want to argue with you so that I may fearlessly declare it as I should. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right.